This is Steven. And this is Tracy. And this is the Just the Two of Us podcast. Find us on the following platforms Podbean, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and TuneIn. Just search for Just the Two of Us Podcast. You can follow us on the following. You can find us, I'm sorry, you can find us on the following social media platforms. Uh, check us out at Facebook at Just the Two of Us Podcast or on Twitter at JTTOU Podcast. You can also follow us individually on Twitter. Follow Steven at Nipsey, N-I-P-S-E-Y, or me, T-R-A-Y-R-I-F-I-C. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you almost forgot your Twitter handle there for well, a I'm, second. I'm, I'm like thinking of it. I'm like, I say it so fast. So it's like, did I read it right? Did it's I say like it right? when someone asks you like... What's your phone number? What's your phone number? <laughs> like, if you're working at an office, like, it took me forever to figure out what my phone number is for my office to be a member. Because it's in my email signature. But then, right. like, if someone, I'm talking to someone, they say, like, what's your number? What's your extension? I'm like, uh. <laughs> and then I look at my email signature and tell them what it is. And one of my old jobs, I actually had it on a post-it note. Like, because I never, yeah. I never called myself in the office. Right. So well, I had no idea. So yeah. It's like the same concept. Yeah, I know. Totally. Hey everybody, welcome back. Hope everybody's doing good. How are you, Steven? I, I am good. Good. Yeah. So what are we going to talk about today? Today, folks, we have a fun podcast as usual. We're going to be talking about the movie Fences. Steven and I went to check it out. And um, before we even get started, this is going to be a total spoiler Terrific podcast. So if you have not checked out the film yet or the play or the play, uh, you should probably exit and go check out the movie and then come back and then come back and listen to this, <laughs> and podcast. Listen to this podcast. So warning, 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 total spoiler alert. Right. So anyway, so uh, Stephen's going to give us a little yeah. synopsis of the uh, movies play play movie. Same yeah, thing. and as you mentioned, the the movie is based on a play by mm-hmm. August Wilson. Uh, I believe he he wrote the play in the early nineteen eighties and premiered on Broadway uh, on uh, in the theater originally in nineteen eighty three. Mm-hmm. And uh, the play is about, or the movie is about a, a man named Troy Maxson. Uh, he he makes his living as a sanitation worker in the early 1950s in Pittsburgh, and he once dreamed of being a, a professional baseball player, but uh, according to him, as he tell it, uh, he, well, as some people tell it in the, in the movie, he was too old uh, to play when the major leagues finally started letting in black players, mm-hmm. and bitterness over this missed opportunity uh, creates tension between him and his family, uh, uh, including his uh, youngest son, uh, Corey, who has a chance to go to college uh, on a football scholarship, I think maybe on a, on a scholarship recruiting by a college, mm-hmm. and, and his wife, um, Rose. Mm-hmm. And essentially, it's about uh, you know this black family in the 1950s and the trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. And... <clears throat> 
it's yeah it, it it's it's a it's a it's a good movie that does a lot with little i guess uh, so mm-hmm. to speak because mm-hmm. it's based on it's based on a play right so um you know there's not many characters i mean you probably mm-hmm. see in a in a total film probably 12 people mm-hmm. in in the, in the actual film mm-hmm. uh, there's uh the aforementioned troy uh rose and Corey. Mm-hmm. and also there's uh troy's oldest son uh who was uh what's his name lion lions lions l-y-o-n-s lions lions uh troy's friend uh bono Mm-hmm. And those are pretty much the, the main characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Troy is played by Denzel Washington. Rose is Viola Davis. Corey is played by Giovanna Depo. Lions is Russell Hornsby. And Stephen McKinley Henderson plays Bono. Or Bono. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. Bono. <laughs> uh, his co-worker and his friend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's a, that's a quick uh, quick and short uh, of, of, the, of the premise of the movie. Um... What did you think? What did I think of the movie? Yeah. Well, I had heard of the play, but I never, I hear, like, I'm one of those people that I, I hear of a lot of things. Like, like, I feel like I'm in the know of a lot of things, but then I don't, like, really find out what those things are about. So I had heard, you know, I'd actually watched a small, or short, I should say, um, I think it was a documentary or something on August Wilson. Not too long ago, maybe it was, well, it was like last year, um, and so I had heard of Fences, um, but I never really knew what it was about. Like I knew it was about this older man, and you know, you always kind of see that snippet. Um, well, at least I had been seeing a snippet from the play where he's like talking to his son, right, Corey, I believe. Yes. Yeah, so and, and that play on Broadway had James Earl Jones playing mm-hmm, Troy, right? Uh, Courtney B. Vance playing Corey, and uh, Mary Alice playing um, roles in the play. So that's like okay. the famous like clip that's on YouTube. Yeah. And you guys should check it out, given the chance. It's like an amazing clip mm-hmm. of uh, the most uh, prominent and seminal scene in the, in the play. Mm-hmm. So I already, yeah, I had seen that. And so I didn't really ever know what this play was about. So anyway, I kind of went into this movie just with a, a little speck of knowledge um, of what this was about. So basically, I mean, my overall impression of the movie was so good. It was so amazing. Um, as soon as we got out of the theater, I was I tweeted like many of us do. I was like, "Oh my god, go see Fences! It is phenomenal." Um, now I want to see the play <laughs> because um, you know there's just nothing like seeing plays. I love plays. Um, so yeah, I thought the movie was really well done by the actors. I mean, this is already a play, and and he. August Wilson won like a Pulitzer for this, I believe, for for writing. Uh, I think he won a Pulitzer. Yeah, um, and I think the play when it was revived, it won uh, a Tony? Tony for best revival. And, yeah, you know Denzel won and Viola yeah. won as well. Yeah, so I mean the acting, as you can imagine, with Denzel and Viola was just excellent. Like it was just so good. And as we kept saying, this is one of the most Denzelist Denzeliest <laughs> I don't even say that the most Denzel movie you could ever 
He was he was, a, he was in full, full Denzel, Denzel effect. Like he was in full Denzel mode. I mean, if you love Denzel, like if he is your jam, like you are gonna love this. Cause I mean, after the movie, I was just like, I mean, I feel like he had ninety percent of the lines. Like, but, but, but that's how the play is. I but mean, that's the, how the play is, the right? Play is like the movie yeah. is based on August Wilson's screenplay. Play just to give people a little bit more background mm-hmm. um, and screenplay that he wrote. For, you know, based on his own film, and August Wilson, you know, died some years ago, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. two thousand five, two yeah, about eleven years ago, and he didn't want, he wanted to make the film, but he wanted it to be directed by an African American because he just felt like this is a quintessential like African American story, and mm-hmm. you need an African American director to to capture the essence and and really you know be able to put a perspective in directing the film that you know a non African American director wouldn't be wouldn't be able to so that's why the, the film kind of hung around in limbo for a long time mm-hmm. and and Denzel was finally able to you know secure the financing and the backers to to produce the film and and direct it himself so you know the play is it you know it, the, the, the screenplay is pretty much like the actual mm-hmm. uh play from the stage show so yeah. it's, it's you know a lot of it is going to be you know Denzel's character talking mm-hmm. and it's kind of centered around him and his character. Right. I mean, I got that. I, I mean, I, like I said, I obviously never seen the play, but like I got that impression. Have, yeah. Maybe because he had the juiciest stuff. I mean, it's like, yeah. you know, he had all the, the monologues and, you know, and he says... And it's about him. The char- I mean, it's about this guy. So, right. like, obviously he's going to have the most lines. But yeah, like, no, he... Um, I mean, he delivered those lines in 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 the most Denzel way possible. Like, I, I wish I could come you, up with a word. Uh, go ahead. Here's my, my Denzel impression. Get ready. Yeah, get ready for my Denzel impression. <laughs> All right. I, it's not a good Denzel impression. It's, <laughs> it is what it is. But here's, here's the Denzel offenses. Now, don't you go through life worrying about whether somebody like you or not. You best be making sure they do it right by you. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> You're such a fool. Yes, that was, that was, that was my Denzel. That was great, honey. That was fantastic. He's a like you. What law says I gotta like you? <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Don't you eat every day? <laughs> Answer me when I talk to you. Don't you eat every day, <laughs> boy? As long as you're in my house, you put a sir on the end of every word when you talk to me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I know it wasn't a very good Denzel Washington. But you've been repeating that ever since, like ever because since of, before we even saw it. Because it's an eminently quotable film. Like it's Denzel and all his Denzel glory. <laughs> like it's it's the most Denzel film since Malcolm X. Since, yeah. Like you oh know, yeah. Even land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on. It was us. very yeah. Like it definitely gave me some vibes of like yeah Malcolm X or even Training Day. Like when he was squinting at that kid. Like every time he would kind of like cock his head back and squint at that, I was just like, oh my god, he is so. Sc- he, Denzel is scary. Yeah, he like looked, he, he looked is like he scary. could. He's gonna snap at any he, moment and, and beat that boy. That's that's some acting, as we always say. That, that's that's acting. That, that's that black acting. That's that black acting, <laughs> right? <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So Denzel, like, I mean, if you like, I said, if you love Denzel. You are just going to eat this film up. You will just love it, love it, love it, love it. And um, Viola is fantastic. Now, here's something I'm going to tell you about Viola, which I had never noticed before. Okay. But it's it's been going around. Like, uh-huh. people have been, you know, tweeting about things, you know. But she apparently 
snots a lot when she cries oh, on I, film. I didn't, I didn't know that. There's a lot of snot, like nose action going on and dripping. And, and I had never like noticed that before. But when I used to watch How to Get Away with Murder, the first season, I... I was thinking back. I was like, yeah, there, there's a lot of that. And I never really noticed that. So when I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, my God, there is so much snot. I guess every, every actor has their own has little their tick. Thing. Their thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, Kerry Washington, speaking of Shondaland, like, Kerry Washington always, like, quivers. Quivers. And, and, quiver. and, that, and that little pouty, like. Yeah, every, everybody knows that now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, everybody knows that now. Everyone has funny. a little thing. I mean, Denzel has his own little ticks and things that he does that's mm-hmm. and there those ticks are on full display that's oh, why yeah. it's like such a denzel performance yeah <laughs> yeah but it was a it was a master class in acting oh yeah by... it was just so good i mean i definitely got caught up and i definitely was like in it and was just like oh my god i mean that you know a film is good when you when you just get lost in the acting the acting is so good you get lost and you start thinking this is real like it was just that good and they were obviously the best, but everybody else in the um, movie was great too. Like yeah, the acting was superb. Everyone was all good, around. Uh, you know, with the and, the and most of the cast was the same cast from the 2010 Broadway version mm-hmm. that starred Denzel and, and Viola. Mm-hmm. Um, Russell Hornsby, who played uh, Troy's oldest son. Uh, Stephen McKinley Henderson and Michael T. Williamson, who I failed to mention at the top of the show. Mm. Michael T. Williamson played uh, Troy's brother, uh, Gabriel, who had a <clears throat> who was injured in the war and he got a plate in his head. And, you know, eventually he hasn't been the same since as he has diminished mental capacity since the, you know, since the war. And the army or the government gave him $3,000 and, mm. <laughs> and Troy took that $3,000 uh, <laughs> for himself and everyone was good. I mean, it was you know the the it was a master class in acting by mm-hmm. Viola or Viola, whatever way you want to pronounce it. I always say Viola. Viola and Denzel. Mm-hmm. But then the rest of the cast was good too. I mean, it, mm-hmm. they're 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 generally they are good actors, but I think no, their familiarity with the source material. Yeah. Having done the show on Broadway with the two the two main stars before right. allowed them to have like a great chemistry and, and and ease and confidence with each other that they were able to to really dig their teeth into it mm-hmm. and I, I, I mean the class it was it was just amazing just how good they were mm-hmm. I mean like you know everyone had like a a good a good showcase scene you know right, was, everyone yeah. had a scene that where they could like show what they had to do right uh, I think Viola's scene was essentially when when Troy told, told her, about told her that yeah, he not only that he was cheating on her, that but he, he's expecting a he child, expecting a child with this woman, like, what? which was like a shock to me because I, I never I never read Fences, I, mm-hmm. uh, like I, I've read other August Wilson plays, but I never read Fences, so mm-hmm. you know I I didn't know what to expect, so I I, I you know I figured oh yeah he's he's cheating on her, he, he's right. gonna tell her that he's cheating on her, right. but then he came up with like. Actually, you know, I had a break baby without the break, you know, <laughs> right. pretty much. Yeah. And then when she, when in that scene, I mean, she went off. Like that scene should get her the Oscar because she was yeah. killing it. She was yeah. just so good. And like you just felt her pain. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's talking about, you know, the 18 years and mm-hmm. they're together. And he's trying to like justify it because, you know. He, you know, he's bitter about his whole yeah, his career, his career, and like he yeah. didn't get to play baseball. Like he's looking at 
you know, he, he's looking at Jackie Robinson. He's looking at Josh Gibson, yeah. Satchel Page, and these guys got to go to major leagues. Mm-hmm. He's like, I was better than all of them. Right. And then, you know, when he's trying to justify him cheating on her with, with this other woman who, who Rose, who was was pretty much the prototypical Tammy Wynette stand by your man. Like she mm-hmm. she was a ride or die for him, did everything. Yeah. And as an ultimate betrayal for him to leave or for him to cheat on her and he says, you know, it's not easy for, it's not easy for me to admit that I've been standing in the same place for eighteen years. And and when, you know, Viola said, Well I've been standing with you. Mm-hmm. I gave eighteen years of eighteen years of my life to stand with you. And then like it just hits you like, God man. Like mm-hmm. she she could have left at any moment. Yeah, at any I mean, moment. I mean, he wasn't like the best husband, you know, right. but he was like, you know, adequate. You know, like he he kind of, mm-hmm. you know, took care of her. So, right. so it was, you know, the, the fact that like she did all this and he ended up cheating on her for what? Just because of some woman like made him laugh. Like he could, he said something about how he could laugh. He could he go can be free. He can be, be free and laugh. And be different. I mean, essentially he's saying he can be a different person and not have to worry. He said he didn't have to worry about these bills and this house and this roof and like all yeah. these things. They, you know, all of his responsibilities basically as a husband, he didn't have to worry about with this, this woman, her name was Alberta, uh, that, you know, he, he cheated on Rose with. So like, yeah, he just, I mean, that's like the ultimate. When he said that, I was like, oh, you are just that's a done. Wrong move. That is not the right. And I, and the, 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 whole, wo- the woman next to me just kept going, mm. Uh, <laughs> like, she was just like. I feel like the whole theater was like that. It was like, when he said that, everyone was like, oh, right. no, that yeah. was the wrong thing to say, player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was just so funny. Uh, yeah, how the audience was reacting. We went to a full, it was a full theater too. And it was in a smaller theater, but it was, um, you know, it was, it was like full mm-hmm. and a lot of different people in the theater too. That was a nice, that was mixture, a of nice mixture of, of folks culturally. <laughs> um, and so to see the, um, to hear that reaction from the audience too, it was just so funny. It was just like every, everybody was like, mm, you mm-hmm. didn't mess. You just, that's, that's not what you say, Denzel. That's right. just not what you say. <laughs> and it's funny because this character's name is Troy, but you'd still be like, no, Denzel. No. Right. Den- that's not what you say, Denzel. Yeah. It doesn't matter that his name is Troy. You just say Denzel. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, yeah, that was um, a great scene for her. And then he obviously had quite a few moments where he really just, I mean, when he's talking to uh, Corey uh, the first time and... Um, I mean, that was like the biggest, you know, talk they had where he, you know, goes off on Corey. Yeah, because Corey, I mean, Corey wanted to, he wanted to play football, play football. And he needed, like, his father to, like, sign a permission slip or something like that. And yeah. his father's like, you know, basically, no, like, you, you know, don't don't play you know, football for the white man. You know, you need to learn to trade and get out there. Right. You know, and do that. basically that's, like, that's you're not going to go anywhere with right. this. And it's like he's yeah. just projecting, like, his failed accomplishments in athletics onto, onto his son. Mm-hmm. And it's not even giving his son a chance. And, right. you know, the boy was mad about that. Because, like, he, you know, his father was telling me, go get your job back to A&P. And, mm-hmm. you know, made him, you know, told his football coach that he wasn't going to play anymore, went behind uh, Corey's back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was pretty, like, sad because all the boy wanted to do was play football. Right. But I just thought it was interesting. I, mean, I guess it's a sign of the times of this being the 1950s. Like, first of all, he needed right. his father's permission slip, or permission, permission to, go to go play football. 
but he didn't need his father's permission to join the Marines. Right. <laughs> like, he just signed like, up for the Marines. That? Yeah. Like, what sense did that make? Yeah, that later in the sense. end of the, yeah, well, if you're, obviously, you've seen this. If you're listening to this, you've seen this. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting, too. And, you know, and um, the synopsis online actually says, like, so in the movie, you know, when you go and see him, uh, Corey, when he's, like, looking at the recruitment office, you know, he's standing outside the recruitment office, and he goes, and he walks past it. On the synopsis, it says he actually did enlist at that time. Because then when he has that fight with, um, I'm about to call him Troy. Denzel, Troy. <laughs> um, with Troy, you know, with the bat, you know, Troy has got him down on the ground, you know, with the bat to his neck. He had already enlisted. That's what the synopsis says here, that he had already enlisted at that time. But you don't. But, but you don't but how see do, that. But how the, do we know? Well, that's what this is saying. I right, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I mean. Well, yeah, because we don't see that. In, well, that's why I'm just bringing it up. Like, oh, this is different. Because, yeah, in the movie, you don't see. You just see him walk past. So you don't think he enlisted at that point. Yeah. But, at, yeah, in this synopsis that I'm reading on. Uh, this is on Wikipedia. That he actually had enlisted. And then that scene happens where he, you know, is, you know, kind of fighting with Troy. Well, not kind of. He is fighting with Troy. And then, you know, as an audience, though, we don't know that. But that's yeah. interesting that they said that. Yeah, I don't think that's true. I mean, maybe, yeah, I maybe that was true in the in the and Maybe in, in the play. play. Yeah. But in the, in the film, because you just saw you just saw Corey standing in front of the, the recruiting office, and then he's looking there, and then he walks. He yeah, he walks along away. His way. Yeah. There's no indication that he signed up then. Not until after he comes back after Troy's, you know, death, that you see that he actually did go into the Marines. Right, and spoiler alert, seven years after the events of this movie... Troy dies of a heart attack. <laughs> no spoiler. People are already... You've seen this. There's a spoiler. Duh. This whole thing is a spoiler. Uh, yeah. So he, yeah, dies. And yeah, I was wondering. I, I didn't know who was going... I didn't. I don't know. I didn't anticipate that he would die for some reason. Uh, I don't know why. But like I anticipated somebody dying because that's how plays work. There's always something. Someone's always going to die. Yeah, but see, once the, better than when the mistress died. Well, when the mistress died no. in childbirth, I thought that was it. Now, what did you think of that when, you know, the, the mistress... Because once, once, once Troy told Rose about the affair, mm-hmm. she said, you know, basically used persona non grata to her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he they didn't talk or yeah. anything. I mean, he yeah. basically, you know, he was living there, but... They had like no real interaction, right. and then when you know the hospital called to tell tell Troy that that Alberta had the baby, Rose answers the phone and you know tells Troy yeah she had the baby, but Alberta died. Mm-hmm. So Troy goes to the hospital and then comes back with the baby, and it's like, well, I gotta take care of this baby, you know, because mm-hmm. Alberta didn't have any family, and then he sent up there put like the. The guilt trip on like Rose, mm. and you know Rose is not gonna put this baby out. Mm-hmm. It's like this baby had nothing to do with that, and, right? And so she's like, you know, this child. You know, when she's this a, child there's no, a there's no longer motherless. It's no longer mother, but you're a womanless man. Yeah, yeah. And, and the everybody, whole audience is like, like Ooh. Ooh. I know. I was like, oh, like yeah. So she, so you can infer at that point. You know, next seven years. You know, she took care of the kid, mm-hmm. and, and the girl was none the wiser. I mean, she kept she called her mama, right? And and Troy obviously was her father. Mm-hmm. Uh, but during that time, you know, um, Corey went off to the Marines. He was gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lions, 
uh, apparently got in trouble with the law. Yeah, he went to because he was a he was a like a like a struggling musician who would come right. by every Friday on payday and ask Troy for some money to borrow. So he basically was like writing checks. What was he doing? Yeah. He was stealing checks. Yeah, he? I think it's just like he writing fake checks and bouncing checks. checks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he was in. He was on release for from, the funeral. from for the funeral, right from prison. Um, that was unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it it wasn't really unexpected to me in a sense that like I think you know they kind of imply not imply but you can see where it was going where he was like just a struggling musician and you can you can you can see that happening not mm-hmm. not like you knew it was going to happen right it's more like well you know it's the nineteen fifties like you know he's just a guy who's just trying to make money and it's like you know there are black folks in the nineteen fifties there's not many opportunities out there and he yeah. he already talked about. Earlier in the film, Lyons, when he first came to borrow money, he says, you know, I can't get no job, Dad. You know, yeah. you know, I, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Pop, you call him Pop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's kind of expected that like, he eventually, like, went to jail for, you know, something. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, I mean, it was a little disappointing, but, like, he was upbeat about it. He said he, he's, you know, he, was, he got three years, but he was already in there for, mm-hmm. for, you know. He only had nine months only left. Only had nine so, months yeah. left. It was a goal, so. Yeah. And, um, and we didn't talk about Gabriel. Or uh, or Bono, if you oh, want to talk about him. Oh, Bono. Uh, Gabriel is, like, Troy's brother. Like, Troy, I guess, had, like, you know, it was 11 kids under his family. Mm-hmm. And he ran away from home when he was younger mm-hmm. uh, because, like, the abuse that was going on in his family. Mm-hmm. And the only one he kept in touch with was his brother Gabriel. And, mm-hmm. it's Gabe, you know, Gabriel had his mental issues because of... When he was in the war, he was injured. So, as Gabriel was living with Troy and the family, but he moved out on his own mm-hmm. to have his own place. And, you know, Troy was upset about that because mm-hmm. he really wanted them to stay there with him. Um, and, you know, Gabriel would get into, like, little problems, you know, just mm-hmm. going around doing things. And the police mm-hmm. would say, you know, you're disturbing the peace and arrest them. Yeah. So, Troy had Gabriel committed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then took the like the the, the checks that Troy was uh, Gabriel was getting from the government mm-hmm. and put them you know took half of it to pay for the psychiatric hospital and took the other half for himself. Yeah, well, he was already taking the money from the government. Like he was already taking the money from the government once like Troy came back home. They gave him money. Once Gabriel came back home, mm-hmm. yeah, but other than like that's how he bought the house. He bought the well, house with the money that right, um, but he was still like getting money, um, like on a monthly basis or a regular basis. He was still getting money because that's how he paid for the psychiatric hospital. So he got like a, a flat fee of three thousand, but I think he was getting some money. Um, well, here's what the synopsis says. It says that the his pension. Yeah, he was mentally impaired, for which he received three thousand dollar government payout, which Troy used to purchase a home for the family. So that that was in the beginning, and then it later says that. Um, in this synopsis, it says that Troy unknowingly had him committed. Um, and, that, and that, to me, I wasn't sure about that. Like, because they kept saying how, you can't read, Pop, he can't read. It's like, well, mm-hmm. he couldn't read, but I don't know. Like, I felt like, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if he really couldn't read or, you know, I feel like he said he unknowingly signed well, those papers. everybody said that he couldn't read. <laughs> but he, but the, the, I felt like he knew what he was doing when he signed those papers, though. Well, yeah, in the synopsis, it says that Troy um, unknowingly signs papers, rerouting half of Gabe's pension to a psychiatric hospital, forcing Gabe to be institutionalized. Yeah, I mean, I think so, because, you know, when um, Rose confronts him, and he's just so adamant about it, and then, like, the way he's looking after she leaves, 
you know, he's like, I haven't signed those papers. I, I think he didn't know what he was doing. I think in his face, he was like, he was saying it and saying it, but like thinking also, you can see it in his eyes. He was like, oh no, I did do this and I didn't know it. But that's what I gathered from it. Like, I, I think he kind of did. Yeah, he did. He didn't know what he was doing. Cause I mean, if he couldn't read, he couldn't read. Like, you know, they probably were just like, sign these papers or whatever, you know? So that's unfortunate. Yeah. So, I mean, he pretty much alienated everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. except for, um, you know, his um, friend, Mr. Bono. Mm-hmm. And you come to find out, like, he met Mr. Bono when they were both in prison because mm-hmm. apparently Troy killed a man in his youth <laughs> when he was younger. Like, he was a robber. And, yeah, yeah. Like, after he left home when he was a kid, like, mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think they said, uh, I think it was like he was in his, um, you know, early 20s, late teens. Mm-hmm. He, he killed somebody and then spent like 15 years in prison for it. And that's where you met Mr. Bono. So that was kind of like a nice, like, little twist. It was like, oh, like, this dude was in prison 15 years. So that yeah. explains why he was out of Lyons' life when right. Lyons said, like, you know, you weren't even around. You you don't know how I was raised, mm-hmm. you know, talking about how I was raised. Because 15 years he was in prison. Right. And now, I guess, I think they say he didn't, so they, based on how they were speaking of ages and things, I think he didn't get out till he was, like, 34, and at that point, he was too old to play baseball. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, well, Rose said he was like 40. Oh, 40? Okay. Yeah. She mentioned something like you're like 40 years old, like about that. About oh, no. That age. Well, no, because. Well, he may have gotten no, out earlier before that. Well, but he was like, born in 1904, because I remember them okay. saying like when he was born. So he was born in 1904. Okay. And he was 53 when, was, when, the, when, this was all when the movie yeah. started. So right. 57. So yeah, so and 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 Corey was like seventeen or eighteen, so mm-hmm. he was um yeah, I think it was like sometime between thirty five and forty is when he got out of prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when he met Rose. So that's part of the reason why he couldn't play baseball. You know, he's right, yeah. saying like, oh, you know, I couldn't play because you know, I think he thought forces were conspiring against him not playing baseball. Mm-hmm. It's like no, because you were in prison, fool. That's yeah. why you couldn't play baseball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like your prime years are missed because you. You were in prison during mm-hmm. the time that Jackie Robinson was breaking the color barrier. Yeah, it was really interesting. I mean, yeah, he definitely, yeah, the whole movie, I was just thinking about, like, another thing that Rose said, like, how he just was just always angry about something. And he, he really was angry about something. And this kind of, like, makes you think about your own life. Just, like, man, like, let it go. Like, let stuff go. Because it just doesn't help you. Like, it just doesn't help you in your life to be so angry and bitter over stuff. And, it, and like, by the end of the play or movie, it was like, yeah, God, he was just, everything was just wrong. Even though, like, he had a, you know, good life. It may not have been the life that he anticipated, but he had a roof, you know, over his head. It's funny, the things that he would talk to Corey about, like, you get fed, you have a roof over your head, like, these things. Like, yeah, like... He wanted Corey to be grateful for those things, but he himself wasn't really grateful for those things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like because he, he was he was searching for more from Alberta outside of his marriage. But it's like you know what you got? You got a wife at home who makes you breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. She takes care of the kids. Wash she takes care clothes, of the house. She like everything. The clothes. She does everything. Typical nineteen fifties. She lets you, <laughs> wife. she lets you fall on top of her and blast the hole to forever <laughs> like that was just the like like he was always <laughs> dropping like the jokes about like him like 
you know, uh, making love to Rose. And I mean, it was fun. Like Denzel was like killing me with the jokes. Like his his monologues and yeah. and and his anecdotes were just hilarious. Like everything he said was just comedy gold. And <laughs> he's talking about falling. I'm, you know, I go upstairs and fall on you and blast the whole two forever or whatever. He yeah, said. I'm like what? <laughs> what? I know, like. <laughs> Yeah, he definitely had some some lines. Because every every scene it seemed like it started off with like him joking around with Rose and mm-hmm. Mr. Bono. They have a laugh. He's telling some funny jokes and anecdotes. Mm-hmm. But then eventually it turns dark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he he starts saying some stuff. And then like Mr. Bono get this look like, well, yeah, I'm going to go home I, now. <laughs> I was like, how many times are they going to show Mr. Bono just looking like, uh, I need to leave now. Like, right. I mean, <laughs> and I'm like, it got to the point where I'm thinking, like, you know, Mr. Bono gonna stop coming in over here over Fridays Basically. after work. You know, yeah. he would come over every Friday after work. It's payday. They would have a drink. Right. They would sit in the backyard and talk. And like, mm-hmm. you know, you know what, Troy? I'm gonna stop coming over here. I'm gonna go home to my wife because mm-hmm. you are straight tripping right now. What did you think about Mr. Bono talking to Troy about like you know the affair and everything? You know he kept because br- he kept bringing it up throughout. You know he's like you talking about Rose or I talked I talked to everybody. What are you talking about talking about? I talked to everybody at the at the bar. Bono. He said yeah, but you you you, 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 really, you, you really talked to her though. <laughs> Not like you talked to her. <laughs> you you bought drinks for everybody. Not yeah, like you bought drinks for her. <laughs> See, Bono was a stupid man. He 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 peeped game, man. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was big of him to go and say something to him. That was, yeah. Like how many people in real life would do that? You know, say something. You know, most people want to stay out of business. You know, even your friends. You know, your good dear friends. Like, you know, would anybody like really say anything you know if they knew what was going on with you know you know they suspect you cheating or something so i thought that was very that was very big mr bono and 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 surprisingly troy took that well (laughs) because i thought he would like go off on him i think he took it well because he because he he knew he knew he's bono's his longtime friend like yeah and bono knows where the bodies are buried and (laughs) you know he says like how long do you know me you know he told him that so I think he took that well from Bono. And the funny thing is, like, I don't think Bono knew. He didn't know that Alberta was pregnant yeah, at that time. Yeah, he knew that He just either, thought they yeah. were just, you know, messing around. Because mm-hmm. we didn't know they were pregnant until he told told Rose in the kitchen. Yeah, that's like I told you. I thought it was really interesting the way he was saying it. Mr. Bono, like, you know, I've been trying to get her off, and now she's stuck. And I was just like, well, what does that mean? I just thought, man, that she caught the vapors. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. what I thought. I thought she caught the vapors yeah, up, I, I man. I guess I kind of thought that. Like, yeah, she just wasn't going to let him go. Like, he tried to, like, break up with her, and she was just like, no, nah, he is, yeah, he's about to be a daddy. Like, and that's exactly what he said. I'm about to be somebody's daddy. I'm like, like, what? (laughs) Right. That's so funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, it it was very, you know, the, the, the movie tackled a lot of subjects. I mean, I mean, part of, like, I guess a little subplot was, like, Troy was trying to um, get a job as a truck driver because he, right. he he rode on the back of the truck picking up the garbage, the but he wanted to yeah. you know upgrade to like a driver, mm-hmm. and you know because he you know he because he asked the question of his boss, he says you know how come you don't have any black drivers, mm-hmm. and I guess part of the subplot was they were afraid that he was going to get fired right. because he dared right, the temerity to ask, to ask yeah. why there are no black drivers, but. To their surprise, they didn't fire him and they made him a a, a, a yeah, garbage so truck driver, which which comes with like a promotion and more money. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, it's funny because like he didn't have a driver's license, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. he still got the job. Yeah, and he's like, and then Bono says, "Well, 
well, you don't have a driver's license. He said, well, you know, the boss man don't need to know that. Right, he <laughs> like, don't need to know my business. That's what he doesn't need to know my business. Like, wait a minute. He don't need to know that you don't have a driver's license. He's like, it's not that hard. He just points the truck where you wanted to go. Yeah. Like, like, okay. Yeah. That I'm, was really funny. I'm surprised there wasn't a scene in there about, like, <laughs> about him, like, getting into an accident or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, at some point, you know, mm-hmm. like, he got in trouble and they found out that he didn't have a license. Yeah. And he ended up getting fired. But, mm-hmm. no, it, it, didn't, it, not, it didn't go in that direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, overall, like, yeah, I really enjoyed it. This was um, definitely going to be, I'm sure, in the Oscars, uh, you know, contention um, whenever that happens. Yeah, it definitely should. I mean, like... I, Definitely Denzel's gonna be nominated for Best mm-hmm. Actor. Yeah. Um, I think Viola is going for that. I think they're submitting her for a supporting actress oh, okay. award. Mm-hmm. So she would definitely be nominated for supporting actress. Mm-hmm. Um, it might get nominated for Best Director and Best Film also. Mm-hmm. But definitely is gonna be nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. I mean, that's like mm-hmm. a lock. It's gonna be nominated for yeah. Best Adapted Screenplay. Yeah. Um and it should, like, it's, it's amazing because the movie was over two hours long, mm-hmm. yet um, it didn't feel like it. Like, you know, yeah. typically with, like, movies uh, that are adapted from plays, you know, because plays are usually, you know, set in a limited number of uh, locations or locales. You know, there might be two or three different locations, like a living room, a kitchen, right? you know, a, a front yard, a yeah. backyard. That's how plays. So you want easy set design. Right, for set design around. purposes, yeah. and it makes it simple. Um, so typically when movies are adapted from plays, like, they, they feel claustrophobic because, you know, they're they're set in one little spot. Mm-hmm. But this movie didn't feel claustrophobic at all. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I say 70% of the scenes took place in the backyard. Right. The other 30% split between like, um, the, the living room and the kitchen. Living room and kitchen, And then right. maybe, you know, a couple other, like... There's a bedroom scene. Yeah, the bedroom scene. they did scene. go to the bar at they one point. Went to point. the bar and then, yeah. you know, at, at Troy's work. Troy, yeah. But it... it even the even despite the fact that it was you know not not many uh, different locations, the the script and the movie flowed very easily yeah. and and breezy. I mean, it was it, really good mm-hmm. for a two hour movie. It didn't really feel like two hours, mm-hmm. and you didn't feel like you were stuck watching a play. Cause yeah, and to me, I think it's a testament to just how good the actors are. Yeah, I mean, they they were just. They were so good that you didn't even think about that stuff because you're just marveling at them mm-hmm. acting and emoting and mm-hmm. and doing everything to get you, you know, into this world and bring you into the world and bring you into those characters. So you really didn't notice, mm-hmm. uh, you know, notice the limited number of locations. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I did feel like, and maybe just because I've seen you know, a lot of, like, musicals plays and things like that um yeah I, I i did notice though like it to me the dialogue felt like it was a play but it wasn't bad like you know it felt it, it was adapted to the screen very well but like the dialogue like just like exactly what they were saying it felt like a play for me but i don't think it probably came across like that to everybody else but yeah, like it was, it was fine. Like it was like very well done for the screen. Yeah, so I'll take I'll, I'll take that to mean that you would recommend it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, I would recommend it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you definitely go see it. Uh, I mean, I think for all um, 
races, colors, creeds, <laughs> age. Uh, yeah, definitely young people. Yeah, it'll be like because really it, it, it really people. gives you an idea of like what things were like in the fifties for mm-hmm. like you know black folks and how you know just how tough things were, and it gives you some mm-hmm. insight into just how things were on the gender front. You know, mm-hmm. as far as uh, you know, gender relations and and how you know women's places in the home and how right. they, you know the expectations of the woman were to do this. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he kept calling her a woman, you woman, know, woman, yeah, yeah. maybe some woman. Don't question me, woman. I was so irritated because I was like, you know, that just is today. That's mm-hmm. just like who are you calling woman, and and then like at one point she did say like. Stop, like, call, I'm not a dog. Like, stop. Right, yeah, I'm not going to come. Come when, when you call, right. yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. it was good. And and this was, in case you didn't know, like, this is part of, like, August Wilson's Pittsburgh cycle of plays where he wrote 10 plays um, that took place in different decades from uh, the 20th century mm-hmm. in, in Pittsburgh. So this one Denzel produced for the big screen, mm-hmm. and he plans on producing all the other August Wilson plays for HBO as well. So mm-hmm. um, I think the next play he's going to do is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, um, which takes place in the 1920s. Mm-hmm. So Denzel like has this plan, like I'm doing all these August Wilson plays, which mm-hmm. is great because yeah. all these plays deserve to be shown um on an, in another medium yeah and with you know the success of this film which is definitely going to win some oscars and the box office success of it um you know it's definitely uh you know encouraging and and you you can really see them producing all these the rest of these plays i think mm-hmm. they want to do two a year for for mm-hmm. hbo so we'll see how that goes mm-hmm. um I don't think he's going to direct all of them, but I think he's mm-hmm. he's certainly going to produce all of them and try to okay. get them made. So, mm-hmm. uh, this is like the, the 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 test test movie, so to speak. It's kind of right. like Iron Man with the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like Iron Man was the first one to set up everything else, and right. because Iron Man was a success, it made it easier to make the the rest. And I think that's the same thing with the uh, with fences. Mm-hmm. I was the one thing we didn't talk about was. The fence, the fence, and the like whole title and like yeah. how that all connects. We didn't, yeah, because um, the about throughout the movie, that. for the most of the movie, Denzel's like working on this fence and he's upset at his son because he feels like his son is lazy and doesn't help him with the fence. Mm-hmm. And when Rose tells him, like, you know, he's trying to play football, he's going to football practice, that makes Troy even more upset because he feels like it's a wasted pursuit and he should be helping him build this fence. Right. And I guess, you know, Mr. Bono said it. Uh, pretty succinctly and on the nose when you know he said you know people some people build fences to keep things out other people build fences to keep things in right and Troy was you know building that fence to keep out you know the grim reaper so to speak right. try to keep out the bad things that can hurt him and his family right. while Rose wanted the fence built to keep her family intact to right. keep, everything keep everything together in. right so I mean that's where the the title of the film comes from. The mm-hmm. whole film he's building this fence, and I guess he finally finishes it at, at the end. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I mean the family is already fractured at that point, mm-hmm. and you know Corey went off to the war, and you right. know, his marriage is uh, you know ostensibly over. Right, know? right, yeah. This little synopsis also says that, uh, yeah, about the Grim Reaper, like he's trying to like keep the Grim Reaper out. But also, it says, representative of, of the emotional barriers he built between himself and his sons. So that's another 
uh, symbol of the fence, you know, kind of like, if you will, these walls that he built amongst everybody, really. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, so that was, um, yeah, that was really good because I, I definitely was like, why is this called fences? <laughs> when I first, you know, when I first heard about it, I was right. like, what does fences have to do with anything? But so that's why I love plays. It's just like, I don't know, there's just something, you know, you, you don't really get that with movies a lot where you've got like this symbolism and everything like playwriting is just so cool like whenever I see a play I always just feel like there's it's just so deep (laughs) I don't know maybe that's just me but like you know there's just a lot of um you know particularly with you know you hear these titles of these different plays and you're just like what does this mean and yeah and then you there's always this like lesson to be learned which I you know I don't always get that out of a movie like some movies you know like maybe in the more independent a, sphere like a parable or yeah something like, like I like that like you kind of or not that you have to learn something but you just get this like a message out of it which I mean obviously you can learn that but you know there's some something that you you can like really get out of um when you with the plays I just feel like you just get something out of it whereas like you don't often get that with movies like some movies sure not but not always I don't right. know but yeah I, I was I really liked the symbolism with the fence that mm-hmm. was cool yeah. yeah so yeah should we wrap up yeah I mean that I mean that was it I mean, <clears throat> yeah, we enjoyed it. it we highly recommend it highly recommend it tell your friends to go see it if they haven't seen it. It's a really great film and um Yeah, support black art. I mean, you know, we have the you know, past couple of years the whole Oscar So White yeah. controversy. And there's plenty of films by black writers and directors and artists and producers mm-hmm. that have come out in the past year that mm-hmm. are worthy of your uh you know, worthy of your attention. And Fences is one of them. I mean, it's a great film that's definitely gonna be, you know, nominated for Oscars and, mm-hmm. and other awards. It's already been nominated for Golden Globes. The same would apply to Moonlight mm-hmm. and, and Hidden Figures. So like those are movies you should check out. Three very different movies about three yeah. very different stories. Mm-hmm. Um but yet they're they're essentially black art. Yeah. You know, I mean, we should definitely su- support. support it. Yeah. So, yeah, we definitely, you and I definitely need to see Hidden Figures, and we will do a podcast on that. Yeah, so look forward to a Hidden Figures podcast mm-hmm. coming soon, as soon as we go see Hidden Figures. As soon as we go see it. And then also, we need to do podcasts on the other things that we saw, or not. No? No. No. Because people have already seen those. Those are past, dude. You know, they're stale now. They're stale. I mean, do you guys really want to hear about a movie that came out like the first week of November? Come on. I don't think they do. Whatever. Well, maybe we'll discuss it. Maybe we'll, we'll talk discuss. About, we'll mm, talk and see. Yeah, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll we see. Maybe we can try to poll some people <laughs> and see. <laughs> yeah, do you guys want to hear us talk about Doctor Strange and Fantastic Beasts? <laughs> you know? and what else did we just see? Did we see something else? Um, yeah, we saw Star Wars. Star Wars! How could I... Oh my gosh, we saw Rogue One. Yeah. I feel like everyone's seen it by now. Hopefully. Hopefully. It's a really good movie. You should go check it out. You should go check that out. um, Check out Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. (laughs) Um, 
And I I guess that's it. Yeah, so that's rambling. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, All right. Thanks, thanks for listening. And um, we hope you tune in to the next one. Yeah, that was, that was, I must admit, that was a pretty, pretty sad, like, close. Hey, guys. <laughs> thanks for listening. We hope you tune in to the next one. <laughs> Not quite what I was looking for, but it would do. All right. So, bye, everyone. We'll see you next time. <laughs> bye.